Hey there, welcome to LSAT Demon Daily. I'm Nathan Fox, that's Ben Olson. Together we're the founders of LSATdemon.com and our weekly podcast, Thinking LSAT. We got an email here from Maggie. Hey, Demon Team. First, I want to thank Ben, Nathan, and all the Demon teachers for the incredible work you do. I have a 19-point increase so far, and I can't wait to retake the LSAT in April and the summer months to reach even higher. Wow. Okay. So it sounds like you've already locked in that 19 point increase. That's that's awesome. amazing. I mean, that's what that's exactly what we're talking about, right? I mean, this Maggie's getting greedy. Yep. Everybody needs to be like Maggie. Cuz well, if you're not, you're going to yeah. pay Maggie's tuition. I think they get greedy when they realize that there are actual dollars associated with those additional points. When you when you really see the game that's being played here, then it makes perfect sense, right? Time, effort to, to increase that score. Roughly $10,000 worth of tuition per LSAT point. I think that's a useful rule of thumb. It's a round number. Yep. I'm convinced that there is a school out there right now that won't admit you. But if you improve by 10 points, that same school will give you a full ride. Yeah. And just order a magnitude. I think it's it's about one point per uh, $10,000 per point. Roughly. Yeah. Yeah. Go to LSATdemon.com slash scholarships and play with various LSAT scores. And, you know, the school you're looking at, if, if I'm not talking about one school for you. I'm talking about somewhere in the country. There is a school that today yep. won't admit you. But if you add 10 points, they will give you a scholarship. So go to lsatdemon.com slash scholarships to check that out. Which makes also uh, the reason for, that that is a reason for retaking it, right? Because if you only have to pay $200 for the chance to get one more LSAT point and thus 10 grand, who wouldn't yeah, and, take that chance for $200? And yeah. we're not talking about paying $200 for a lottery ticket. Just take it again, you know, do the exact chance. same thing you did last time. It's not a random chance. It's a... It's a super good chance. I mean, Maggie is working hard. She's got the best advice she can possibly get um, because she's working with us. Mm -hmm. And she's already improved by 19 points and is hungry for more. Like her, you know, she's going to walk into the April test going, well, I know what I've been able to do on all my practice tests. I understand the test. I get it. I expect to do well. And then she'll take it again in June and again in August. And then she'll apply early in the beginning of the next cycle with a really kick-ass LSAT score. I mean, this is somebody who's going to law school for free. Yeah. Anyway. She says, I have a question about how to frame my law school plans to a potential employer during a job interview next week. The position is at a research center attached to a law school that I'm very interested in attending. Should I bring up my plans to apply to law school during the interview? It's a one-year contract position, so law school attendance wouldn't intersect with the role's tenure. Okay, so if there's no conflict here, if you're not applying for a job that they expect you to hang around as long as possible, but you're planning to leave before they expect you to leave, I don't see why this is an issue. I would bring it up if they're curious, if you thought it was relevant to the job. Yeah. I, but otherwise, the, I just don't care. Job interviewing... You should be there to talk about the job. Yeah. You should, you should be like, I, I think the easiest thing to do in a job interview and the most impressive thing you can do to any employer, it's not, they're not, 
<laughs> you can flip it entirely. It doesn't have to be like this interrogation of the applicant and this like, you know, probing into the applicant's history and future plans. No, instead, why don't you start talking about the work they do at that job? And it's almost like assume that this is the first meeting. Well, because it, it is, if you get the job, assume that this is the first meeting of your job there. And you're, you're there to learn, like, how can I help? What are you guys working on? What are we going to be doing together? What important projects do you have coming up? What are, what challenges are you currently facing that I can help with? You know, like just change it entirely instead of this like defensive, oh my God, are they going to ask me about whatever? Like, is it going to be this, these topics that I should steer clear of? And instead of that, why don't you just ask them about their shit? Yeah. Like ask them about their work that they're actually doing there. No, the mindset is key. Think, think of it as they're the ones that are on trial. Yeah. Right? Do you want to get that job there? Like yeah, you're, you don't you're... really know. You you might. You think you're interested, but what if it sucks? What if you talk to the person and they seem like an asshole? Yeah. Like you want to go work for them? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or what if what if the work that they do isn't the kind of work that you thought it was? Cuz you don't really know. You don't work there. Yeah. You don't know. You you have no idea what that job is actually like. I mean, I take it from me as an old guy who has had many, many different jobs, they're never what you think they're going to be. They're not exactly what you think they're going to be. They could yeah. be better and most of the time are worse than what you think. Yep. Because you have the rose-colored glasses, right? Oh, that looks like a, such oh, a great... research. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, Center. but then once yeah. you get in there, you might... I mean, the odds are pretty good that you're going to get in there and decide that it sucks. So like you should be, you should be going in there interviewing them. Yeah. Like it's either a perfect fit or you should walk. So go in there and just like act like you already work there. I'm not saying be like arrogant or whatever, but go in there yeah. and be like interested in the work they do and kind of presume that this is going to be a great fit or you're not going to take it anyway. Yep. And it's not that they're going to deny you. It's that you're going to deny them. Yeah. You're going in there to decide whether you want this job. Yeah. Yeah. They want you. They That's wouldn't why be they're interviewing, interviewing you. you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They want you. They need you. And they want you. And you would kick ass for them. So go in there and presume that you've got the job if you want it and just figure out whether you really actually want it. That's what you should be talking about in the interview. Anyway, sorry yeah. for the unsolicited <laughs> lecture. So Maggie continues, I'm worried that speaking about my law school plans could insinuate that this school is my top choice. I don't want to give the impression that I'm so ride or die that I'd attend without a decent full scholarship offer. At the same time, if I were on staff and accepted, there might be a way to get a serious tuition discount and then potentially have scholarships take care of the remaining cost of attendance. That could mean more than full tuition if I play my cards right. Am I just overthinking this? For reference, I'm above the 75th for UGPA and at the 50th for LSAT and actively working toward breaking the 75th for LSAT. Thanks so much for all you do and enjoy the weekend. Um, little bit, 
Yeah, I mean, so I think what Maggie she didn't actually come out and say it, but yeah, well, she she did sort of. She she's worried that she's going to be negotiating against herself for scholarships at the law school. That's definitely overthinking it. Yeah, <laughs> the, like they're going to the be people like, at oh. this clinic are not going to go talk to the law school admissions team and be like, hey. She really wants to come here, so if you admit her, don't give her a scholarship. They don't, the, the people in this clinic, or what is it? Research center. The people in this research center probably don't even understand the law school scholarship game that's being played. Well, also, if you really are in their 75th percentile for undergraduate GPA and eventually for their LSAT, you're going to be the one holding the cards. <laughs> yeah. So even if they don't <laughs> offer you a scholarship, you could turn around and go, wait a second. Why? Okay. Can you reconsider my scholarship offer, please? If you, if you don't, that's fine, but I'll go somewhere else for free. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. thanks. Well, Maggie, these are the kinds of questions that the like truly excellent applicants ask. Sure. It's good to be familiar with the field, but then also remind yourself what actually matters at the end of the day. Yeah. Be a good well, employee. Don't make bad impressions, but get your LSAT score as high as you possibly can, and then you will hold all the cards. Yeah. Go in, kick ass in this interview. Hopefully you get the job. That would be awesome. Sounds like a good way to learn about the field you're interested in. That's that's terrific. And if it all works out and you get into the school and you like the job and then you get a tuition discount, then it's just win, 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 win. The rich do get richer in this whole process. So it sounds like that's exactly what's going to happen to Maggie. Yep. Email daily at lsatdemon.com if you'd like to ask us a question or share some LSAT or law school admissions news. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.